Welcome to the No More podcast, hosted by UK Says No More, a national campaign against domestic abuse and sexual violence. Each week, we'll be discussing a different topic around domestic abuse or sexual violence with the aim of raising awareness, educating and making a difference. Today we're here with Natasha Benjamin, who's the founder of Free Your Mind, a charity who support individuals who have experienced childhood domestic abuse and mental health issues as a result. Free Your Mind work within domestic abuse refuges, schools and in the community, providing one-on-one support with children and young people to help them rebuild their sense of self. Yeah, we do some work with you guys, Hestia, and um, we work in your refugees, um, specifically with the children. We go in there and we um, have sessions with the children. It's it's not even sessions where we just go in to directly just talk about the domestic violence. It's about building trust and a relationship with that child first, um, and then we will start to. Um, talk about their experiences once that relationship has been built because to walk in there and kind of go let's talk about what you've been through is just absolutely horrifying and scary for them so um, you know it's a real um, it's a real journey and sometimes when you look back from where you started with the child to how um, it is when it ends which is usually around it can be up to six months depending on how long the child is in the refuge and you can see the difference from when they started and they kind of look at you like who is this stranger you know coming to see me to the end where they look at you as a friend who's been them been there through with oh my gosh been there for them (laughs) through through their duration of that stay because it's a really um confusing time for a child to to go into a refuge you know they've grown up seeing all that violence not having no idea what on earth is going on can't make sense of why suddenly they're now into a refuge even more confusing they don't know where they are a lot of the time they don't get communicated with about that transition so they're just there and they accept it but they still you know they they don't know why um so they have a ton of questions for you (laughs) and then at the end of it there's also that wrapping up period where you have to prepare the child for for leaving the refuge and then depending on where they're going you have to make sure that um you are preparing them for that um, for that next stage it's been really interesting but really rewarding work um, and yeah so that's what we do with you guys and we also do work in schools and in the community and we've got um, a, a, a quite a recent facility where we work with older um, young people <laughs> young adults to teach them about self-care um, yeah to take care of their mental health and well-being so they can you know look at things like their relationships mm-hmm. um their lifestyles um their schooling everything that they got they've got going on in their lives to make sure that they are looking after their well-being as as well as possible so no, that's really important i think especially around self-care um because i know it's something that i think people are talking more about yeah. and about actually being able to recognize how you're feeling yourself yeah um, so i think yeah I often say, you know, we should all just check in with ourselves because, you know, we might, we're quite used to checking in with people, you know, how are you doing today? But um, as, as silly as it might sound, ask yourself, how, how am I feeling today? Am I feeling okay? Am I happy? 
you know is there anything you know am I feeling a bit uncertain about something what is that you know checking with yourself because that's how we can we can lose the connection with ourselves and before we know it we'd you know we're not we're not feeling as well as we should and all sorts of things so it's really important totally no so I think the the information around children and mental health is that it's am I right it's one in three around one in three yeah. children who experience or witness domestic abuse violent, yeah. if they go on later to experience a form of mental health yeah. issue so one in three children will have a mental illness as a result of witnessing the violence in their home and between their parents um, and it's 1.8 million children affected at the moment I think it's probably more if I'm honest yeah. um, those st- statistics were around about two years ago and oh, okay. I, and even for the borough that I live in 3,000 children are affected so can you just imagine what yeah. it's like for the whole of London that's just London or just another borough you know totally it's it's a massive issue what are the kind of particular ways that domestic abuse and growing up in that environment what are the the kind of impacts that can have on your mental well-being and your yeah and your and your sense of yourself I mean growing up around domestic violence has a massive effect on everything it it has an effect on your identity how you see the world how you view relationships how you build trust with people I mean for the first the first thing is that you you completely lose your sense of self because you are dictated to by the mood of of the household you're living in so you are constantly on high alert looking out for am I safe Um, I mean you don't ever feel safe but you are you are looking out for if if, if, you know the the mood of your parents is it going to kick off at any point how how you know how how does dad seem today how does mom seem today Um, you and you're constantly thinking a thousand steps forward um, because you are constantly on the lookout, constantly listening. A lot of um, people that have grown up around domestic violence are very hypersensitive to things. You, you're either really um, sensitive to noise um, or sensitive to, to things around you, um, if not all, because you are. that's what you're used to doing, constantly looking out and making sure that you are safe. And um, when you are, you, you're growing up around people that, you know, your parents are there to take care of you, make sure that you're safe. If that isn't around you, that is absolutely going to affect your development in every way. Totally. Um, and so I suppose when, when you started Free Your Mind, what, when, when, you, when you set out to, to start it, what was your kind of key motivator that you were like, I want to achieve this or do this? It's such a, a, a weird journey to it because... I didn't ever set out to, to start for your mind. I never thought this would be you know be my life now, um, but it just took on a life of its own. From um, you know it started from my own breakdown, mental health breakdown, and me looking back on my life and wondering how how on earth did I get to this point? And I'd never done that before because I'd never given myself the chance. Mm. Um, and it wasn't till um, I did that that I thought, my God. <laughs> You look at your childhood how on earth did you think you were going to cope as an adult if you haven't healed from that if you haven't even looked at all that stuff that you've witnessed and gone through and um when I started my blog it was to 
it wasn't even to tell people about my experience actually it was for it was just for me to talk just kind about of a, an organic thing that yeah you it was just a place for me to share my own feelings with myself because at that time speaking about it openly wasn't something that I was ready to do I didn't I was I was I went through a phase of you know real introversion and I wasn't talking to anybody but this was a place where I could just let it all out and and start to discover um, all that experience and a lot of things started to fall into to place about why I was the way I was but then um, you know I when I started this blog I wasn't trying to be a blogger or anything like that but what is funny about it um, was that you know it's a blog it's public and mm. so people started to find it I didn't share it at this point um, but a couple of you know I got I got um, replies and responses going oh my god finally someone's talking about this I didn't really know that I could say that it was my experience as well because most of the time they just sort of look after your parent and you're just kind of wheeled along with it and that's when I thought I absolutely need to do something about this because it's not fair that we've got all these you know um, I mean I was um, you know an, a young adult by then but yeah we've got adults that have grown up that way and they're absolutely traumatized walking around you know having no clue why they are the way they are um, they haven't had a chance to recover or heal and there's lots of repercussions to that loads um, you know let alone the children that are about to grow up as adults yeah. you know that are that way so um, that that was the moment yeah and, and, and I suppose the thing like from what you're saying is that it, it would be things that those people can be completely unaware of that actually why they're feeling the way they're feeling yeah and all that what is it that needs to be done there or what do you think are some of the things that would really help early well, on to to help that kind of process happen earlier on earlier the better because you're more open to change as a child totally. um so that's the first thing um the other thing is to to communicate with the child because so many times as a child growing up around domestic violence you know i'm speaking for me i'm speaking for the children um nobody asks you anything nobody tells you what's going on why are you why am i here mm. to, or why why should you even have to ask that tell the child um why they are in this refuge or yeah. um what's going on you know you don't have to absolutely tell them you know the, the horror yeah the whole thing or you know the horror stories the horror story but just say you know we are here now because um we need to be in a safer place you know so we can have a, a, a mm -hmm. better life something like that you, you know as a child I remember I went into care and I had no idea that I was in care I just because as a child especially one that's grown up around domestic violence where you're used to just kind of towing the line to be doing what you you are told because you're just afraid of the consequences you um I went into care, I had no idea until um, I was working with children in care once and they were all talking about their experiences of being in care and I went, oh, I remember this time I had to go and live with somebody and the room kind of went silent and they looked at me as if I'd just said the most ridiculous thing in the world and they went, um, you've been in care wow. and I went, oh yeah that was when you realised and I was a young adult by this yeah. point and, no, and, that, and that hadn't dawned on me because nobody spoke to me during mm -hmm. that time I was just moved around and even when I came out of care I just kind of went back onto the roller coaster of my mum's life yeah. <laughs> Bless her. that um, you know no, 
none of what I had um, been through dawned on me till till it was, you know, it was the worst time till I had my breakdown. And so, what I guess what I'm trying to say is, we are trying to prevent that before. You know, you can have a better quality of life. You can you can learn um, that things can be better. You can um, unlearn unhealthy patterns. You know, you can start to heal from your trauma way before um, you can you reach breakdown stage if you get to somebody early enough or you talk about subject enough for them to yeah. recognise themselves. Like creating that open dialogue where it's okay to actually begin to process things yeah. and, and have a space where you can talk about it and not just have it be something exactly. that you don't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more we talk about it, the more that people are going to hear about it and the more that they're going to recognise themselves um, from what they hear and say, oh, wait a minute, that's me. And that's when they go and get help or they talk to a friend. You know, a lot of children are walking um, have PTSD, mm-hmm. which is post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is usually assigned to, you know, soldiers of war. Yes. And it's that that is massive. And there's, you know, children have triggers and they're 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 all different. You know, that's the other thing as well. No child is the same. And so when you meet a child, um, you can't look at them as typical. These are typical behaviours. You know, there are there mm-hmm. are um, things that. Um, you can probably find that are typical in a lot of children, but every child is different. What do you think we can all be doing to kind of make it more, raise that profile yeah. and the awareness around getting support, especially in terms of mental health, I think? I think, um, I mean, you guys are great at, you know, putting messages out there and letting people know, that, you know, we're here and keep talking, keep talking about it. I mean, social media is a great place to start because mm-hmm. you can put, you know put messages out there things like this you know podcasts um talk just keep talking also um with i guess with young people what we do is try to meet them where they are which is social mm. media actually um we try to really utilize that because that is where they are that's where they're looking all the time that's, true. that's where they are putting their their own messages out you know we can't put things in places where they're not going where yeah. they are not going to see it you know, we've got to just think about our demographic and what they're going to be looking at and what they will have access to and try and use those places to get the messages to them. Because we do, we have um, an online support group because when people can't, um, you know, because our, our services, you know, they aren't, uh, we do have some free services, but not all services are, but we do have an online support group where, you know, everybody can have access access to (laughs) and in there we've got um therapists um but then there's people in there with lived experience and if i'm honest with you it's the people in there with lived experience that provide the greatest support because they you know they'll pile in say you know you're okay you know you're gonna be okay you know this was my experience this is what i did and that the value of that is massive you know it's the members of the group that make the difference just hearing somebody else saying I've experienced the same thing as you yeah that must be really powerful makes you feel like you're not alone so with you can says no more what we're really hoping to do with the campaign is engage everybody so that it's it's raising awareness basically that we all can be part of that solution around domestic abuse and sexual violence what would you say about what friends and family could be doing to support people who have mental health issues whether related to childhood domestic abuse 
um, what, what do you think, yeah, as friends and families, we can kind of be doing to support our loved ones? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I think that the best thing that you can do as a family member or a friend is to be considerate and to be empathetic and to um, understand that everybody's going, you know, everybody's going through things and to be... Um, and to be kind about those things, you know, don't be dismissive if somebody's having a bad day. Don't, you know, if, if somebody is the life and soul of the party, it does not mean that they are happy. And that's totally. really important to know. Yeah. Because, if, if, you know, if you've ever seen someone who, you know, has unfortunately, you know, taken their own life, um, a lot of the time you hear them say, oh, they, were, they seem so happy. They're the, the life and soul, soul of the party. Of the party. Yeah. So check on that friend or check on that family member who seems happy all the time. Doesn't mean that they are actually. Most of the time, um, you know, not saying that people aren't really happy because that's not true either, but most of the time um, in these circumstances, it can be a mask for things that are going on beneath the surface. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I know that I, I was diagnosed with high functioning depression and anxiety which means that I can get on with a lot of things without it seeming like there's an issue so when it seems when an issue when it comes out that there is an issue it's like oh I yeah. thought you were fine <laughs> it's like well that's kind of how it works yeah. <laughs> so just check in on people make sure you know one of one of my best friends we 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 check in on each other and just say, what number are you today? So out of ten, one mm -hmm. to 10. So 10 is fantastic. You know, the best you could ever yeah. be in life. One is, you know, pretty low. And um, just from the number that you give, you know where your friend is at that day. That's a really nice idea, actually. Yeah, that way. I, yeah, I think sometimes you can't find exactly what you want to say. That's but you it. maybe say it in a number. <laughs> yeah, if you say it in a number and you're not really, you don't really want to talk about it, mm. you don't elaborate on it more than that, at least, you know how your friend is feeling you can just kind of check in on them another time you know another time um so th things like that you can do so you're not kind of forcing them to open up which sometimes can send a person the other way no i like that and especially with the em the empathy aspect of it as well i think it can be i think quite hard for people who don't have a mental health issue or that it's something they don't ever think about yeah so you get dismissed oh they're being like that today oh they're being difficult oh they're no <laughs> just ask them ask them are you okay yeah so I think particularly like if you were speaking to somebody who maybe is tuning in or they're reading it reading in about um, domestic abuse and childhood and mental health and um, they're kind of not sure what to do or what, what what would you say to somebody who might be in a in that situation I'd say that you're not alone um, there's a lot of a lot of us out there <laughs> um, and that you know there are there is support with you know people like you guys Hestia free your mind um, you know there's the national um, domestic violence helpline which you can get support from who uh, who are really really helpful actually and can point you into different directions different services you know we've got an online support group that you can tap into as well everything everything is accessible online you know just know that you aren't alone and that is the starting point because you you can be supported you can get help and you can get a way out of it there's also um bottle uk actually which do How great do you things that? 
B-U-T-T-L-E UK and they do really great things for people going through domestic oh. violence. Um, they have a project called the Anchor Project which is um, for children um, that have experienced domestic violence um, and they help they using grants oh. so say um, you have fled domestic violence you are you've you've managed to find yourself a new place but you've got nothing they can help you get white goods beds um, they can even help if you know with the children things like um, paying for them to have um, swimming lessons or something like that which helps them to channel into you know channel their minds into something that will help them grow and um, you know take their mind off the, their experience so you know things like that are really helpful oh, that sounds really good yeah so what um what is next for free your mind what's currently on your on your agenda what are you currently working on um so what we've got i mean we we've got our general work where we work with the children we do our work with the schools we do our education work we've got a training course coming out finally oh wow um, which would be brilliant to educate people specifically on the issues of growing up around domestic violence. Um, but we also have our annual walk yes. <laughs> that we do every year um, in, in August, in the summer. Um, it's It started off as a 5k walk. What, what happened is that in the end it just ended up as a 10k walk because we just carried on walking and walking wow. and walking so it's now a 10k walk <laughs> and we do that every year with the challenge um, with a group of young people which is you know our target audience um, and they get involved with us they help us create the campaign they come on the walk with us they're amazing it's such a good day um, so you know anyone listening is welcome to come <laughs> what's the date do you know the date is the 11th of august yeah and you can find out Fact. details about it on our social media because we've started putting things out there about Lovely. it and then um in november for around universal children's day we've got our hear my voice um event where we we did it about three years ago now where we um, had an event at City Hall where people came to talk about growing up around domestic violence. We had a trauma expert come and talk about growing up around domestic violence, what it does to the brain and your development. Um, and we had lots of people from different services come along. Some of you guys came along from Hestia. Um, and it was a really powerful event, you know, not only for the people that came to share their own stories, as you know, to facilitate their own healing and just to share but then the educational side of it, learning what it's like to grow up around domestic violence, learning from the trauma expert, learning about what we do to help those young children. That's that we're going to bring that back this year um, because it's we just need to keep talking about it. So Thank you. yeah, as as um, along those things, alongside everything we do, those are the main kind of big things that we're working towards this year. And then there's everything that I just do myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, I am excited. Um, yeah, just kind of milling away at everything, yeah. making sure that we can make the biggest impact that we can. And, to, you know, at the end of the day, the main thing is that these, the children get the support that they need so they know that they can have a different future. Um, so yeah, for, for anyone who wants to find out a bit more information about Free Your Mind, where can we find out a bit more about, about you? So our website is www 
freeyourmindcic.com and Twitter is freeyourmindcic, Instagram freeyourmindcic, <laughs> Facebook freeyourmindcic. Um, if you wanted to find out about our support group, it's on our no it's not it's on our website um in okay. the further information um section and you can um go straight there and log in if you want that support and it's free perfect okay great now that's really helpful um so yeah at yucas is no more we're running a bit of a kind of mini awareness campaign at the moment around with the ha- well, it's with the hashtag what i can do yeah and what it's all about is raising awareness of those what might seem like small things that every day we can actually all be doing to be part of this change towards kind of ending domestic abuse and sexual violence together I was just wondering what what would you say are maybe some of the things that you think for example you you could be doing or that just any anyone listening or anyone on the street would be like I can do this and actually make a difference today I mean it's uh... In every little, in every way, everybody can do something, even if it's sharing something that you've seen on social media, something helpful. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, just to clarify. Um, you know, um, be aware. You know, um, if if you know your friend or your family member seems that they're seems like they're in a, a relationship that isn't healthy, you know, you could you could start a conversation with them about that start start to make them aware of what a healthy relationship looks like let them know what support is out there or at least let them know that you're there for them um it's it's correcting somebody if they're saying something that you know that does you know is doesn't sound right that it might be sexist or or um you know that that is offensive towards somebody it's it's a yeah it's just about being self-aware aware and aware as well about what's going on around you and talking about those things sharing information um and yeah doing your bit just ask somebody how they are that's that's my thing just ask somebody how they are (laughs) and um start the conversation and and talk more communicate more that's a good easy one just asking people how they are and actually mean it i'm meaning it how are you how are you absolutely that 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 changes everything um because you don't know what they're going to say back and that that conversation could change their life for more information on the issues discussed in this podcast visit uksaysnomore.org you can also download bright sky for free from your app store for support and information on domestic abuse sexual consent stalking and harassment Mm -hmm.